Welcome to the Anglican Church of the Good Shepherd, Pelham, Alabama podcast. This is your host, Deacon Andrew Brazier. So tonight I'd like to begin a devotion on the evening prayer offices. Uh, my goal is to do this, hopefully, as often as possible, but at the very least from time to time, and make it hopefully a, a weekly practice. A daily office is a wonderful tool. If you're not familiar with it, there is a daily office lectionary in your prayer books. And this daily office lectionary takes us through the entirety of scriptures. Think of it as a one-year reading plan, because truly it is a one-year reading plan of scriptures. Matter of fact, you'll go at least twice uh, through the New Testament, and you'll go through uh, the Psalter, that is the book of Psalms, at least once a month if you're doing the traditional plan. You can also do the uh, 60-day Psalter, where you'll go through the entire uh, 150 psalms after uh, every six months. So you do it twice if you're doing the 60-day plan. But today I want to bring your attention to the gospel reading. Well, actually, it's the second lesson, but from the gospel, the gospel of St. Luke. We've been doing the gospel of St. Matthew in our Sunday lectionary for the past year. But we've started a new gospel, the gospel of Luke, and it's easy to go through the Gospels, and, and especially the Synoptic Gospels, uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and see how there's so much similarity and, and simply let it wash over you without listening and paying attention to the differences. One of the differences is here in today's lesson from Luke chapter 3, verses 23 through 38. We have the genealogy of Jesus, but it's different from the genealogy reported in St. Matthew. I won't get into the the scholarly debate and the historical note as to why there are differences here. Uh, Suffice to say that it's an area that is also, while is unique to the Gospel of Luke, it's easy to simply skip by because you start reading Jesus when he began his ministry, was about 30 years of age, being the son of, as was supposed of, Joseph, the son of Heli, the son of Matat, the son of Levi, and then you go on for several further generations. And... It's only natural for us to start reading this genealogy thinking, okay, this is a lot of the son of, the son of, or in the King James Version, who begat, who begat, who begat. And all this begetting becomes quite boring over the course of these 15 verses. But this is important. It's crucial. Because the genealogy of Jesus shows his messiahship, shows who he is. And for St. Luke, he puts this in his gospel to record an accurate recollection and compilation of the life and ministry of Jesus, the Messiah. And he makes a point in chapter 3 here to show not only is Jesus a son of Jesse, a son of Obed, the son of Boaz, but that he's the son of David. And that's key. That's crucial. It shows that Jesus is in the line of kingship. That he is an heir to the throne. He has a claim upon the throne of David. And there was a promise made to David by God long ago. That his throne would not depart from his lineage, from his family. And Jesus, we're going to see in the Gospel of Luke, 
is the promised king, the long-awaited king, who will fill the throne of his father David. And we will find out, as we continue reading this genealogy, that Jesus is not merely a descendant of David. David, in fact, is not truly Jesus' father, because we see at the very beginning of this genealogy, in Jesus, when he began his ministry, this is from verse 23, was about 30 years of age, being the son, as was supposed, of Joseph. From reading the Gospel of Luke, we know the truth, that in fact, Jesus was not the son of Joseph, but was by a divine, gracious miracle, a breaking through of God the Father by the power of the Holy Spirit, was truly the Son of God. Is not the Son of Joseph, but is the Son of God. And who is the second person of the Trinity, becoming one of us, becoming human, becoming Emmanuel, God with us. And so when we go through this lineage, which follows Joseph's uh, line, we see that humanly he is within the line of David the king. But more importantly, St. Luke continues going past King David, continues going past Jesse and Obed and Boaz, and continues deeper into the history of the biblical narrative from the Old Testament. This is why it's important to read your Old Testament, <laughs> to know who these people are, as an aside. But it goes on all the way back to Noah. Shows that through his human lineage that he's the son of Shem, the son of Noah. And even further, goes back all the way to the son of Seth, the son of Adam, the first human. And then it ends, the son of God. And this short reading, and this short lesson ends there, where Luke is cleverly not only telling us straightforward that Jesus is no mere human, that Jesus was not fathered by Joseph, but indeed by divine miracle was given over to us. So the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity, becoming man, becoming Emmanuel. And so truly, he is God with us. Truly, he is the Son of God. And so once again, in this third chapter, Luke is really giving us a recap of what his entire gospel is about. Is that it is a guide to who Jesus is. The Son of God. The Son of Man. Thanks be to God. Thank you again for joining us on the Anglican Church of the Good Shepherd, Pelham, Alabama podcast. We hope that you'd visit us in person. We have Sunday worship uh, every Sunday at 10.30 in the morning. And you can visit us on our website at www.goodshepherdacna.com or visit us on Facebook at Good Shepherd ACNA. Also, if you enjoy the podcast, please like, subscribe, and rate the podcast. It not only makes us feel better, but more importantly, it helps those who are searching for Anglican podcasts find podcasts like this one and other ones that are out there on the web. Thank you, God bless, and have a good one. The Lord be with you, and with thy spirit, lift up your hearts, we lift them up unto you.
Let us give thanks unto our Lord God. It is meet and right so to do. 